Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1218, Love Smarter by Learning When to Take a Break, by Carrie Lesignan of Gottman.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD. My name is Greg Audino. I am your host and narrator. And the article I've got for you today is all about how to take breaks as a couple. Now, not breaks in terms of stepping away from the relationship, but breaks in terms of stepping away from an argument to gather ourselves and maybe reassess before proceeding. So let's learn the art of how to do this by author and counselor Carrie Lusignan and optimize your life. Love Smarter by Learning When to Take a Break by Carrie Lusignan of Gottman.com Being able to shift gears in the heat of an argument and take a break is one of the most crucial relationship skills. It's also one of the most difficult. Breaks give you time to calm down, deepen your perspective, and have a successful do-over with your partner. In order to be successful, however, it helps to follow a few basic practices. Unfortunately, when conflicts arise, many of us are likely to do more harm than good. We shut down conversations prematurely or push our partners past their threshold of tolerance. And when this happens, both partners can get locked in a stalemate of stonewalling. We compound the problem by misusing the time apart. Dr. John Gottman, renowned for his research on marital stability and divorce prediction, describes what he calls self-righteous indignation, which includes obsessing over wrongs we believe our partner has committed. This can happen silently as we ruminate internally, or it can happen vocally when we vent to sympathetic others. When you're feeling self-righteous indignation, you tend to see your partner as the problem. It morphs the potential healing power of a timeout into just another hurt, widening the distance between you. Even if you're in a relationship that is not prone to volatility, you're still vulnerable. As mammals, we're evolved to be acutely aware of one another's nonverbal cues. Our spouses may read body language like eye rolling, the avoidance of eye contact, loud sighs, and dismissive tones of voice as threats. These signs communicate disdain, which slowly erodes trust and intimacy. How do you take space in such a way that supports your relationship, brings you closer, and gives you a perspective that moves beyond blame? There are three things to consider before taking a break from conflict. The when. Timing is everything. This means not shutting your partner down prematurely. In a healthy relationship, it's important to hang in there, even when your partner says things you don't agree with. Listening non-defensively, finding the reasonable part of their complaint, and offering assurance can go a long way in avoiding escalation. Nonverbal cues such as nodding your head and maintaining eye contact can significantly increase the likelihood of a productive conversation. It's important to recognize that even if you do this, arguments can still spiral out of control. For this reason, the when is also about recognizing when it is time to stop, give yourselves a chance to cool down, and recover from flooding. It's a fine line. To do it well, you must simultaneously be able to tolerate low-level conflict and yet be aware of when it has become more beneficial to stop an argument at a moment's notice. 
when every fiber of your being wants to shut down or scream, catch yourself on the cusp of feeling compromised and take a deep breath and let your partner know that you need a break. The what. Once you have recognized that a break from conflict needs to happen, what you do with it will determine whether the time apart will be beneficial or detrimental. At the Northampton Center for Couples Therapy, where we see 100 couples a week, this is where people seem most prone to going awry. Navigating relational turmoil solo can stir up a slew of emotions. Even if you're the one who initiated the space, it's not uncommon to find yourself feeling abandoned and rejected or hypervigilant and self-protected. Both of these mindsets can barricade you from reconnecting with your partner and ultimately do more harm than good. For this reason, it's more important during a timeout to intentionally cease any negative thoughts about your partner. Instead, try to consciously cultivate a receptivity to the idea that there may be more to the picture than what you are seeing and feeling from your angered vantage point. For this to succeed, refrain from venting to others or even to yourself. Instead, channel your turmoil into something unrelated. Go for a walk, fold the laundry, weed the garden, or do anything that takes your mind away from the conflict. While engaged in this other activity, if your mind latches on to anger or fear, allow yourself to let it go and intentionally consider that there may be no clear right or wrong. There are two views to every conflict, and both are valid. The how. Once you have decided to take a break and you have used that break wisely to reset yourself emotionally, the next is the how, coming back together and trying again. Timeouts can't last forever. They play a crucial role in helping you shift into a more centered and open place as a couple, but they can also backfire. If the break turns into a stalemate, the prolonged silence can be injurious and erode at trust in your relationship. Dr. Gottman recommends they should last at least 20 minutes, since it will take that much time for your bodies to physiologically calm down. Anything more than a day can begin to feed negative sentiment. If this happens, there's a good chance your timeout has morphed into a silent battleground, where issues of control and power are being played out between you. In these instances, you'll each risk assuming that the other partner is fully responsible for reinitiating repair and taking the high road. Don't get stuck on who reinitiates. In most relationships, there is one partner who pursues more and one who distances more. And though this dynamic can cause real pain for couples, it is not a measure of love. Your focus should be on achieving reconnection sooner rather than later. Cultivate an attitude of no big deal. People who are successful in their relationships know that the best way to get their partner to hear them is to stick to the issue at hand and de-emphasize taking a stand. They understand that conflict is inevitable, and they trust in their ability to handle their disagreements. They use I statements instead of you statements. Learning to stay calm in the face of threat is not easy, but with time and practice, we all have the potential to become less reactive, to move more fluidly in and out of conflict, and stay connected. Love smarter by paying attention to the when, the what, and the how before taking a break. You just listened to the post titled, Love Smarter by Learning When to Take a Break, by Carrie Lusignan of Gottman.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And many thanks to Kerry for this enlightening article. Knowing how to argue is so important, something that I'm sure every couple can attest to. However, even if you want to try putting Kerry's words to use, it can still be difficult. We may find it particularly difficult to not hold on to negative thoughts about our partner during those breaks from arguing. Indeed, it is difficult to control our thoughts like that in any situation, right? But what we can do to have a leg up is plan for this. What I mean is, if we approach our partners with this idea of intentionally taking breaks from arguments before we're in an argument, then we can anticipate struggles like those. When we've sort of planned this out and anticipated the difficult parts of it, then when we're facing them in the moment, they feel a lot more normal and expected and like part of the routine, the routine of getting back together. Thus, we aren't taken by surprise as much or apt to feeling as much overwhelm or overthinking. So pitch this article to your partner while you're both in good moods and see how it goes. Okay, friends, that's all from me. I want to thank you as always for joining me until the end today. It was another amazing article out of Gottman, and I hope you liked it as much as I did. We are wrapping up though, so be sure to come on back tomorrow for another post from Stephen Keyes of Trip of a Lifestyle. That's where your optimal life awaits.